Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. All right, all right, all right. We're back and we're talking the talk and walking the walk. I'm surprised to see that you guys got out of the uh, house this morning with the paparazzi that would have been at your front door. Well, that's what I like. We're getting sidetracked straight away today because it's <laughs> exciting news. It's not sidetracked, baby. This is important news. We've made the media again. The Mercury, our little darling, have given us a little featurette yet again. In the real estate guide. Where it should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't a fan of page six last time or whatever hey, I'll, it was. I'll, I'll take what I can get, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take page six any day of the week. <laughs> I'm going to do that, uh, my arrogant, uh, like my brother did the arrogant Luke character. I'll be arrogant Johnny for a minute. <laughs> I, did yeah. get, I did get some new sunglasses, so I should have brought them aside. I saw him on the TV on, is it Monday night, The Masked Singer? Oh, man. I, I'm, I haven't watched that show, but I'll watch it for Luke. I only found out myself, well, this morning when you told me, um, but I don't know. It was just strange. We were at my nan's house. Oh, the nan I spoke about last week. Actually, I've got some more news on this front. Oh, good. We were at my nan's house. But we're not getting sidetracked. Remember that. No, no. This one's going to link us back to what we need to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, the TV's on Mm -hmm. and it's in the background and this red-headed angel popped up on my screen. Wasn't Lindsay Lohan. Oh, close. Luke McGregor. Beautiful. And I was like, oh, this show looks horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully he's getting paid a lot to... It's just a ridiculous yeah. show. Have you guys yeah. seen? Have you seen the concept? Oh, I of can't this? do it. I, I haven't seen it, it, but I saw it. The promo for it. Yeah, oh, it's like Dave Hughes is so excited to um, get paid a lot of money. It, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh wow, who could that be? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, just, oh, it's a very bad show. Well, I, I, could I just, love uh, your Husey. <laughs> yeah, Kate, if you need a backup Husey, yeah, at you, all. you got it. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Well, only good shows though. They are the, the, the whole crew's down for nine weeks filming season four of Rosehaven. Oh, sweet! So that's Excellent. getting that's coming, and they're down and they're here, and they're all happy that they're not filming in winter. So they're here right now. Right now, yep, it started. So you, even though, oh well, it is real estate related. Can you get him on? I will. I'll, we, reach, I'll reach out. We can go to him. With yeah. The mic. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. do. We'll do whatever it takes. Let's just say that we'll do whatever it takes, and we'll get seals and look into it. <laughs> yes, that would. Yeah. <laughs> in the. It, all right, back to the Mercury article. There you go, cycling background. It says, "Who would you like to interview?" That's who I'd like to interview. The, yeah, the, 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 and the creators Luke. of Rosehaven. Yeah. All right, let's 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 just do whatever it takes. I can't make any promises, <laughs> even though it's family. <laughs> you have to talk to his agent. Yeah. <laughs> I get more success with that. <laughs> all right, so cool. my nan as well. Remember the nan I was talking about last Google week? Home. Google Home nan. Got her. All right. This is how I'm going to link it to today's show. Awesome. Somehow, the other day, we were playing this game. Have you ever done that icebreaker thing, two truths and a lie? Yes. Yep. All right, so we're doing that game, two truths and a lie. My cousin's come out with this story, and he's something along the lines of the universe is expanding. Because Paddy had a perplexed look. It's where you say three statements. No, I got it. Aaron put me in this whole story like two days ago. No, no, no. This is an alternate version of that story. (laughs) Aaron and I work together every day, John. (laughs) We don't need to talk. Two truths, a lie. And one of his <laughs> statements was the universe is expanding. And then 80-year-old grandma in the back who loves Google Home, she's like, oh, yeah, it's going into K&D, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <no>. The universe. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Boom. <laughs> the university is going into K&D. But she heard 
universe. Hey, so wait a minute, I, I was that the lie or the truth? No, that apparently the universe is expanding. Well, there could be. Uh, there could and be. the uni is going into KD, so they're both true. Both truths. Both truths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The universe is expanding into the into K and D. Like, but so the expansion, the city, the city becoming a little bit different. I thought today we could talk about. I've actually the we've talked about it before, but mm. the city deal implementation plan came out last week or the start of this week. Yes, that was the one. It Simon Presley covered off for us. Yeah, yep. yeah. So just I actually had no idea what he was talking about that time. The only reason I wanted to talk to him on that show was Brisbane Lion based. Yep. As he was talking, I. Lost checked track out. of everything, checked out. Sad thing is we won't get Simon back now for at least six months. Yeah, no more Lions. Yeah, no more Lions. Maybe no he's in a big bash or something. Maybe he likes Brisbane Heat. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a bit of bait. Yeah, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll get him. But anyway, so, yeah, looked into this document that's come out about what they're planning on doing with the city deal. Yeah. Sounds really cool. I dug it. So I thought I looked into that. Thought we could talk about that today, mm. but before we got into that, I found a very, very funny oh, article. This is like they're doing the real shows with the teaser. Stay it tuned. It is a teaser. Yes. Oh, Stay right. tuned, and we'll come back and talk about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that, only that, do that, I have a Husey, I've got a trailer voice. <laughs> <laughs> Epic this voice. This week on the property part. <laughs> um, no demands for first home buyers. So. On realestate.com, they had an article that came up and it was talking about how demanding first-home buyers can be, mm. like the millennials. Yeah. Um, the entitled generation. Basically, the article went into saying that first-home buyers would not buy a house based on the height of the showerhead. If the showerhead was too high or too low, that would be a no deal. Yeah. And then the next little bit I saw... So how do they determine what is too high or too low? I don't know. Well, that's what I want to ask you guys. I want to find out, like, have you had any crazy requests, like, when you come in, like... Like, does it like it has to be a rainwater one, or it has to be one that you can take off the wall? Look, yesterday we had a a follow up inspection for a couple that have bought an older house in Rose Bay, and in this bathroom, it's really really obscure, but you could tell they've just at some point squeezed in um, between two solid brick walls this tiny shower, and even for me, I mean, I'm five foot seven, five foot eight, um, I'm I'm banging. Is that right? I don't know. It sounded I've, good. I've no idea how tall I am now. I think about it. But and I love that you went to us to tell yeah, you. Yeah, so like, am I that tall? No, guys, <laughs> guys, guys <laughs> some reassurance, please. Are you six foot? You'd probably be uh, six yeah, foot yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be about right. Normally, people over six foot know their height. They yeah. just seem to be like, yeah, I'm six one, six yeah. two. <laughs> us shorter people. That's because yeah, yeah. no one questions it. Once you go over six, they're like, oh, you must yeah. be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even as John was saying, he's five seven, five eight. I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> well, so that even I was, I'd be banging my head onto this shower head. And luckily enough, the guy who's bought it along with his partner, she'd be short enough to get under it. There's no way he's even close. Luckily, though, I mean, the first thing we just said, look, it's going to be so simple to rip that out and put a adjustable one on there and it'll be more than high enough for you. You know, so they didn't have any issue with it. But it's, if no one's had any experience with changing anything in a house. That's a daunting task. And, like, the smallest things can be a daunting task. So yeah, but to me that doesn't seem... Everybody knows a plumber. Like, even if it's not Mario, there's plumbers out there that you could be like, it's easy to change. Well, maybe an- like this. another thought to... Sorry to yeah, no, no, jump no. in, but um, another thought might be is it'd be interesting to see when, when they're asking these people, when in the buying cycle were they? Because at, at six months out, you're like, I want it all. <laughs> and I want it now. What's that Queen song? I love it. So they, but, you know, you're six months in, you're like, oh, God, compromise, 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 compromise. So you learn to start to think, okay, maybe we can't get this, if that makes sense. It's just funny that it comes across as like a much more picky thing. Like, 
I guess everybody has their set of parameters of like, mm. this is my must-haves or these are my no-goes. Like yep. I know when I bought my place, this sounds silly, but I'd lived on a hill, like a quite steep hill since I was probably 10 or 12. Mm. So I was like, geez, I'd love to live on the flat. Like, there's so many times I wanted to walk places or so many times I wanted to bike places. But it's like at the end of the day, I don't want to be riding back up that hill. Yeah. So on my wish list was I'd love to be on the flat. Yep. At the end of the day, I did end up on a place that's pretty flat. Yep. But it's like a mini hill. It's the, actually mine. Like sits right on the crest. It's a gentle of the curve. Yeah. Gentle curve. Yeah. So you get a bit of a mild sweat when you ride back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of. But it's not like I'm puffing and huffing and losing my. It's like our sales consultant Martin describes it: gently sloping. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do love real estate. Buzzwords. Oh, I had a block of land the other day that was gently sloping. Gently guys. sloped. And a, a bloody goat would have struggled <laughs> to get up it. It was like a cliff face. And it's gently sloping, yeah, it's in my gen- opinion. It's just gently sloped. If you're laying yeah, on your side, looking <laughs> at it. it. If it's just if you're an experienced mountain climber, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Well, I guess one of the things that I that is different about when we just had a brief conversation before we started is it's much more common for first home buyers to sort of buy the house that it's very similar to the one they moved out of their parents because you know, one two generations ago it's all about leveling up you start you start here just get in where you can yep. you know and you move again and you'll get up to now you've the property we're at so but our generation because it's probably easier access to finance in a lot of respects too is unless you've been sending naughty monies. Pingers oh, and stuff. Yeah, actually, I've, I've got a, I've got a message as a follow up to that. So just oh, quickly excellent. flag that. Um, one of our put a pin in that. This is for uh, for for Lauren. One of our uh, one of our questioners too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Um. So long time listener, second time questioner, questioner and contributor. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now what will happen then is that now they've got the expectation of where they've been living and they don't want to drop that expectation, so they're looking for the same schedule of house. I want to so go backwards in a sense yeah and then also sometimes um especially when markets have turned well that you know they're leveraging themselves as much as they possibly can just to get that nice house whereas take our, our investor blakes for example i mean his was an investment journey obviously but he was just i just want to get in a house that i can afford get it in there and then he knows you'll level up eventually i can't imagine he would have complained about the height of the shower head no. for the place he was investing in yeah well, another one's dishwashers. It's what, a common that, that's got that's a must-have. Got, got to have a dishwasher. There's not look. There's there's no space for a dishwasher. I can't I can't do it. That, that's happened to me a few times. Two hands, sink, wash, wash. No, just that it can't. It doesn't have a dishwasher. No, no. I've got a better one. So mm. in the article, another key factor was whether the house was on a delivery route or in the zone oh, no. that an Uber eats or <laughs> a Deliveroo or. Any see, of the services that bring food to your house, it was like, I don't want to buy it unless food will see, be delivered to we're me. making fun of that, but once you've experienced that service, it's like the internet. You wouldn't go to an area where you couldn't get... No internet. Yeah, oh, like yeah, all yeah, fast yeah. internet. Like so yeah. many people come to you and say, oh, does it have... What are we on these days? NBN. Broadband, NBN. Mm. Yeah, it's got NBN. Fantastic, I need that. Mm. Once you've experienced the joy of Uber Eats... Oh, Would no you go somewhere else that didn't have it? Hey, and I think first world problems. We've got the best uh, of everything, so it's hard to go back to what we had ten years ago. Yeah, like geez, to get in a car and have to go somewhere God, and get can food. You, can you imagine? Can you imagine having to order like in the line at McDonald's? Like, <laughs> can you imagine what a hell that would be? Like, <laughs> I was more thinking of it. I actually can you, really like, can you imagine like lining? Can yeah, you line up at a drive-through these days? God, jeez. <laughs> Chumps, yeah. absolute chumps. 
it, it, it look for the interesting though. Like it is amazing how good we've got it, but we're just so blind to how easy our lifestyle can be sometimes that. You know, our expectations are so high that it's, it's you know, to take a step back, it seems unreasonable. That's why I was thinking, oh, if you're in what time of their like, life of their buyer cycle, how many, you know, how bad do they really want yeah. this property? But, you know, those those expectations are continue to will continue to change. If, you know, if there's a means that eventually we get to the point where you're not, we can have better access to bikes and cars and all that kind of stuff. Well, then, well, no, they don't, don't want to go out and get it. They'd rather have it delivered and there's, there's, just, there's just delivery cars everywhere. I don't know. No, um, look, it's a, a just as I flagged it, I was like, man, that is quite bizarre. Yeah, and I was like, yep. there's definitely something to bring out of this. Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. thought you guys would be on my side and be like, that's ridiculous. But you had Uber Eats last night, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm making jest of it on both because I'm, I'm just mindful of just how entitled I am. Uh, that, that's the uh, that's the thing. I'm I'm following Mr. Millennial on this article. It's Uber or nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm I got kids and a family. It's, if there's one less thing I have to do is cook dinner, <laughs> I can just press a button on a phone and it comes to my door. I'm done. You press a button, Take don't it. you mean just like say it because you've got to oh, say Oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Google, order me, order and, me. And up until six months ago, my only option was pizza being delivered. So <laughs> I've got a world of opportunity now. <laughs> oh, your so world's opened up. That yeah. being said, if you were to sell your house, in your text for features, oh, would um, you put in Uber delivery zone? Uber delivery zone. Mm. Maybe, maybe I would. Looking at this article, first-time buyers, that could be something that is a factor. Yeah, just yeah. saying. Oh God, yeah. Maybe Far I'll start right. putting in the average fee cost from Hobart <laughs> to my house as an Uber charge. Hey, I'm so not, I wouldn't be surprised if realestate.com starts adding that. Yeah, rides to set oh, spot. So you know how much it costs you to get around yeah. when you buy into that yeah, location. Yeah, probably would. Average. You I'm know. sure there's data out there for it. Yep. Yeah, mind-boggling. Right. Well, we've got about six stories on the go. You had a pin in your friend's story. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah, get back yeah. to that one okay, so we can so work our way I'm, back to the original I'm, I'm one. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'll read this. We are so far down this rabbit hole, we have <laughs> to start pulling ourselves out. <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> now, we'll, we've got... Um, we, so I'll read it word for word. So this is the point on where we thought if you're throwing out some fun ideas when transferring money, what does that look uh, like? Ah, yes, yes. So as you just said, hey, John, listening to your latest episode, only a few minutes in, so chatting about statement narrations, transfers, etc. So she said, we have an automated programs to scan statements and group the expenses by category. So most aren't looked at in detail by lenders unless there's reason to or if it's a random audit. So while a human might identify a funny narration and ignore it, the system can't tell the difference between jokes and legit purchases. Wow, that, I actually thought she was just going to say, ha, John, I liked your Yeah, I didn't know John actually that. had someone Damn. on the inside. <laughs> actually had That's someone Lauren, on the thank inside. You, thank you, Lauren, for yep. your input. That's super. Yeah, isn't it? So so I suppose in that case, um, all the, yeah, those little transfers, they're probably just going, bzz, bzz, until someone gets in there and goes, oh, what, yeah, can you tell me about this, mister? Or like she this said, the random audit. Like, the sorry, yeah, audit. just if it just happened to pop up. Like, so when you're getting randomly audited, <laughs> do you double down on the joke and you're like, just commit to it? Or do you yeah, just yeah. be like, it was just a joke? No, you, you just stare him right in the face and go, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Warwick um, Capital was a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And all those Elton John tickets. Man, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. You think you'd be sick of his songs <laughs> nope, after all those never. shows. He just gets, keep getting better like a fine wine. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's duck out for a sec. We'll grab another coffee and we'll uh, pop back with the main deep dive. Four One Four Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since two thousand and six. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at four one four dot com dot au. 
All right, that's it. We're uh, we're back from our little coffee break and we are ready to go. So deep diving today, we were going to talk about the Hobart City deal, which, as we mentioned before, we spoke with Simon Presley about and I had no idea what he was talking about. Mm. Uh, but after doing a deep dive myself, I've found out that the implementation plan was released on the 3rd of October. So essentially got how they're going to implement uh, some of the ideas and looking through it, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, kudos to whoever put the... The PDF together, it looks fancy. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I looked at a state government one on something similar. and it, uh, That could be brutal. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, it was hard to look at. I was mm. like, these guys need a media guru to come and help them out. <laughs> wink, <I> wink. <laughs> <laughs> totally so, updating your business card. Yeah. <laughs> a media guru. Oh, you're going to get me a business card? <laughs> <laughs> so you're different. Kurdo demanded one. <laughs> your dad asked me for one the other day. He's like, oh, this guy wants some photos. Do you have a business card? I'm like... I never got a business card. <laughs> All right, that's that's it. We've, uh, we, you heard it here, gang. Aaron's getting a, a business, business card. card. And it's going to yeah. say guru It's going it. to say guru. Maybe guru. <laughs> Booyah. Well, All right, so. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking about the city deal. So uh, one of the key quotes I pulled out of it was that the city deal uh, will improve accessibility in Greater Hobart, embracing the idea of a 30-minute city. Okay. So think back when was it Turnbull was in... His idea was trying to turn the majority of the cities around Australia into this 30-minute city. So you're kind of pulling all the congestion out of the cities and making it easier to get from place to place and essentially streamline everything and turn into a smart city. Got it, yeah. So I think the uh, the greatest snapshot of what they're trying to do is pull a lot of the traffic out of the city, create affordable housing. Um, I think there's a big part of it on Antarctica, making Antarctica more accessible. The airport's oh, yeah. getting, as Simon said, air, airport's getting a big so um, hoo-ha. Really, mm-hmm. it's all about transport by the sounds of it in all different forms. That's kind of what I, I pulled a lot of it out of it. Like, so... The ferry right. system that they've been talking because about you, a lot. Yeah, so far you've described airport, you've described the ports with Antarctic Division, yep. Bridgewater mm. Bridge, the transit corridor. It's all congestion based and like making the city function better as a whole. I think, mm. uh, yeah, and I think the kind of the future outlook is to create the urban space that is functional, not just as a, hey, we've hodgepodge this all together. Yep. We've actually planned this out and... So even just the idea of um, northern suburbs transit corridor, mm-hmm. so fixing up all the hi- all the highway, they've already done a little bit of work on, mm. but also kind of putting in a light rail system, which just seems like an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. They've got rail there. Can't imagine it'd be that much to fix up any of the issues with it. And mm. it's like what we spoke about earlier in one of the very first episodes about doing medium density in Glenorchy and yeah. like Bellarive, those areas where you have high-rises of you know seven or eight stories. And start to build larger, yeah, so, cities mm. outside of the city, so that it eases pressure on Hobart, and not as many people need to go into the centre every single day. Yeah, and I think that also comes with the change in the expectation and need for what people are utilising their living space. So gone are the days now where it's essential that you have. Uh, well, a lot of people you don't need a full separate dining room. You know, yep. so um, even the not when we're eating our Uber off our laps on the couch. Exactly right. <laughs> Don't even need a kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, well, I guess with that, you know, so the, if we, you know, we we'll look 30 years from now, is that the expectations of what you need from a, um, a living property is going to be quite dynamically different. Was it the whole, like, even just a backyard? It used to be your block would be, you know, half house, half backyard, but so many yep. people now are cutting it off, subdividing, and popping in the unit at the back. Yep. And. 
the idea of having your backyard is like a massive luxury. Mm, mm. But I think also people, are, when you talk about backyards as well, and I know we're already getting off track from the city deal. No, but that makes sense. There's a lot better recreational areas that have been built and services for people yeah. to actually go out and enjoy like bike riding. You can now ride into town so easy and yep. utilise features in there. And like they've done a lot of work with creating recreational spaces for people to go out and enjoy. So you don't need to have that potentially right, a big it, backyard. Yeah. And I think you, you'd mentioned before, Aaron, that the, like the, the Turnbull idea of a 30 minute city was what they're trying to do in that. Yeah. Um, so in, in this greater Hobart snapshot in the document, it's saying that around 70% of journeys to work uh, are by car into the greater Hobart region. Yeah. Right. Which is ridiculous That's when you look at some enormous. of the other cities around Australia. Yeah, right. well, so then to go on from that, just to link it, it says nearly 80% of all those vehicles that enter the city on part of their journey to work stay in the city. So Just sit there. So they literally, yeah, will come from home and 80% end up remaining in the city, not even travelling through or going to other places. Mm. So mm. couldn't you create these parking hubs or where the light rail is, pop them all around, you park there, you jump on the train... Boom, just like Melbourne, just like a lot of the other cities. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the one thing I really liked about this idea of this transport vision up and down, mm. so they're fixing up the Bridgewater Bridge, mm. um, so the most expensive refit of any of thing that's happened in Tasmania transport ever, oh, I think history, it is. Yeah. Um, but then there's the, this ferry idea as well of kind of n- not everybody meeting the bottlenecks of being like, oh, let's yeah. all jump on these two bridges and get across them and... Well, that, I mean, I know it happens uh, in Vancouver. They've got those um, the big ferry that jumps yep. between the two uh, two parts of the city, between the river in between. Or even mm. Brisbane. And you're just looking like in this map, they show one of the ferries docking in the Rosny Bellarive area. Like that just then opens up another hub of yeah. accessibility and another way to expand that part of the city. And like Kangaroo Point, like they're working on at the moment, developing that up. Imagine getting the ferry going straight into the guts of that and just going from there, like opportunities endless. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. I guess the the thing to and you, you made the made the question then is it like uh, asking us you know as agents who work close to northern suburbs you know are we excited about the corridor what sort of expectations is that going to have on homes and all that kind of stuff and this is I know we sort of made in jest that first article about the expectations that first home buyers will have yeah but I suppose the other part too is that those expectations if the process is managed well we'll be able to change in a lot of ways. You know, I just helped a young lady um, get into a unit in Glenorchy and she, she had no means but to have to catch the bus. She, you know, she can't drive. It's just, uh, you know, it is what it is. So yep. it was absolutely essential that she was in a flat in a unit for privacy and, you know, she uh, within walking distance to some to, to bus, the bus terminals or, and yep. that kind of stuff. But she couldn't be at a bus stop um, at the far edges of the northern suburbs where on a Sunday where she needs it, it's quite difficult. Um, she had to be really close to the major major transit, so she knew there was a real good consistency for when you know when those buses were available. However, if the these corridors were mapped out much you know you know much more diversely and well thought through, she'd have the capacity to be able to locate herself in different locations, not you know not be limited by such a confined area. Yeah, and this comes back comes to the point of affordability. Um, she only had two seventy two seventy five to spend, and we've got her into just a small, high density little unit complex, all flat, not multiple story. Yeah, yeah. However, if we've got the capacity to have these medium densities, you know, littered around a bit more in these suburbs with much more well thought through uh, public transport system, it's going to enable a lot of people that with low maintenance units who don't want a car. 
Yeah, um, I've, I definitely. Like, I even was just thinking the other day, if I live pretty close to the train tracks, I would quite happily walk down to the thing, jump on a light rail, get into town, do what I need to do, jump on it back. Like, the other thing is, you know, you go out for dinner and you don't want to leave your car in yeah. the city. Well, yeah. it's funny we talk about, like, different ways of transport. Today, my mum's looking after the kids and instead of taking the car into the city, they're actually taking the Mona Ferry in because they live yeah. oh, relatively really? close to Mona. Yeah. It's expensive and it's not the most practical way mm. it's something a bit different though and a bit of fun so they're ferrying into town they're going to explore the waterfront go to the museum and then ferry back home and walk back up the hill like that's great so yeah. Yeah. i think more people would do that if options were available like uh, yeah well i'm just thinking of your example there john with the mm. uh, um she only had this much to spend and she needed to be like this if they were to put this light rail in i think mm-hmm. like they're planning on doing would that increase the price of places in a close vicinity to that in the sense that it would be an extra feature for the property to be like it's close to the light rail, it's easy to access the city, etc. Well, I'll, I'll phrase it like in this instance, is it how much is a view worth? So I'll, I'll get, there is a point to this. In the northern suburbs in Hobart, we're a very hilly city, so views are quite abundant. So when Mona was built, there's will often feature, oh, it's close to Mona. How much of an effect does that have? Well, arguable, right? The, I'd go back to the principle that Simon Presley said where supply and demand plus with access to decent services. Yep. So what the rail's doing specifically is that's enabling the population to get to areas easier and have access to the essential services easier. Yep. So what that will enable those areas to do, obviously, is to attract a larger variety of purchases Buyers, yep. because now that suburb is usable for them. That'll then create a higher level of supply. And then if the availability of properties isn't met to meet that supply well then it'll have a net positive on the property prices however in order the, to ensure that housing affordability remains viable well then the only way to match that is i wouldn't say through subsidies however by, by just increasing the availability of properties to purchase and live in yep. for those suburbs that are now re- receiving a high level of demand and so that's kind of like what pat was discussing with the medium density kind of exactly right. smaller high rises or yep. unit complexes that so in, in this street where your office is, Pat, like we've got, what, five houses along that street. If all of a sudden there was a medium density of, let's just double it. So there's 10 properties all of a sudden. Yep. You know, you're in the same capacity, but now we've got 10 properties that can support, rather than 20 people, we can support 40 people, you know. So mm. um, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it said in that document as well that 85% of dwellings or something in the city of Hobart are single, what's the word? Single housing, single. single dwelling. Well, and you look at this, say, there's you know well, the couple d- of detached dwelling. Yeah, there you go. So think about a lot of larger developments still happening out Surreal, Brighton, and Kingston Way. They're not really rethinking the way that people are living. They're yeah. just throwing house after house after house after house down. So that then is not really. I suppose it's still it's meeting demand now, but, not. but it might not be the future of where the state needs to lead to yep. if they're gonna. Yeah, I also think this. when you look at Brighton as a suburb in general, it's. Yep. Once upon a time, you list a, a brand new home out there, a first-home buyer was fighting to, to grab it. Right. First-home buyers, probably like we spoke about earlier, are getting a little bit more picky in now, mm-hmm. and they will forego a government grant of $20,000 or forego a brand new home to be closer to the city. They don't want there to live go. out of Brighton anymore. Yep. So they'd rather buy something smaller or a little unit or something 
mm. that's in this denser area because that supports the lifestyle that they want. So, mm. so consumers are probably changing the way they want and developers and town planners and councils need to realise of what people are actually after and, yeah, and yeah. supply that to them rather than just, like you said, chucking up cookie-cutter house after cookie-cutter house. Mm. And, and I think with that too, someone who's from interstate and doesn't know our area well are thinking, are you insane? Look how close that is. However, if you're living locally, obviously your expectations adjust to what's available in your immediate area. Oh, you know, definitely. So, um, yeah. You wouldn't think an extra eight-minute drive from Glenorchy to Brighton is a killer. Yeah. But well, I used to work out there in Brighton. I'd travel the trip two or three times a day back and forth between our two offices. Mm-hmm. And when we closed that office and moved everything back to Glenorchy, it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I didn't realise yeah. how much it was actually annoying to do that drive, even though it was such a short drive. Mm. And that's the thing. There's always going to be demand for people who want that little bit, bit of extra space. However, if that's the only way in which we're supplying property, we're missing like a huge glut of the changing demands of the population. And that is, they don't need that much space. And at the moment, I don't think any developments are really meeting that new demand. And that's what's having a really hard pressure on property prices in Hobart. In the, uh, in the document, again, I've, so the affordable housing supply was another thing that's not transport related, mm. but it's basically saying $30 million will go into projects to partner with community housing providers to yep. deliver new dwellings. And they want to drive urban renewal, include commencing program of precinct planning and stuff. So I guess kind mm. of like what you were talking before about, you know, that idea of a backyard not being the place where you congregate, but you congregate in specific areas interesting you talk about precinct planning uh, did you anyone happen to see what um is it the old windermere primary school claremont primary school yeah down oh, the yeah. Water? Yeah. yeah you That's showed me that exactly yeah. what you've just described like, i didn't like yeah. the color of those drawings well funny with that too is it you should, the, the <laughs> original the developer that had that at once upon a time his plan was completely different than what that is now. Yeah. So the one that was there quite a number of years ago that never got any legs, where his was much reminiscent of a very you know very nice sort of retirement village looking sort of thing. Just yep. nice little streets with single you know two to three bedroom properties with two bathrooms. Just for people who haven't seen it, or is there a way that people we can link it to? I'm sure we can refine the. Yeah, yeah, it was the on the Americans yeah. website. So but just just for people that are listening, so can basically, describe um, is it Windermere or Claremont Primary? It's Claremont Primary. Claremont yeah. Primary. But yeah. it's in Windermere. Um, no, no it's, no, it's not the Windermere section. It's down along the, um, uh, like the Ca- Cabries. Yeah, yeah. near Cabries, Cabries where the yeah. old Claremont Football Club was. That's all it, right, yeah. so to set the picture, people, we've got like a, a footy oval and then an old school grounds. And out mm. of all of that, most of it's been demolished apart from the original schoolhouse, which is heritage listed, I believe, or yeah, has the some old sort school. of... Yep. Yep. Um, so that'll form, be redeveloped and kept. And then everything mm. else they're building around it is... What they're proposing to build now is sort of four-story high unit complexes right Mm. the way around Mm. with like a parkland feel in between the complexes and then a small shops restaurant precinct in there as well. So Mm. what they're creating is this sort of little community village, I guess, in its own sort of self. So it'll have everything people need all together as one. And I think they're doing like an underground car park potentially as part of the development as well. So, That's the idea, yeah. so all the cars are hidden out of the way. And then from a street level perspective, it's just like a nice garden home house set up yeah yeah and uh, look whether or not that's the ideal one um i don't really have an opinion on that yet i'm really excited by the difference in the thought of the way it's planned yeah because it's certainly not the way that developments and precincts had sort of been thought through in hobart previously but this is yeah for me this is exciting because it's that sort of little hub of high rises sort of just popping Mm. like potentially Mm. popping up and around the place yeah and so it gets more people like you said 
like here in our street, instead of 20, 40. Like instead of this area having, you know, 100 people, they're now saying it's going to house potentially up to 350 people. So Yeah, yep. And look, if... In the same amount of land. So it's a huge difference. Yeah, and that and that's that's going to have the capacity to, you know, to some to potentially meet the demands of our population increase too. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I think one of the... If anyone's been looking for a rental property in Hobart in the last couple of years, they understand if it's under 400 bucks, you are going up against 30 applications at least well, per property. I think you know? on the Today Show this morning, 450 was the average... Average for Hobart and three ninety nine or three seventy nine or something for units now in Hobart. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, uh, and I, well, I know like you, you, your team be the same, and we we get so much inquiry. We have to. Um, it's completely unreasonable to be able to get everyone through. So you even have to start to limit the amount of people you can get. But rather than having allowing two hundred people to look through a unit, it's like look, unfortunately, we can only get thirty people yep. or whatever. You know, whatever the officer's policy is, um, and, and it's it's really challenging on renters. I know that's, that's not really a solution for anything that would make that point, but I think everyone understands that, again, because the areas that they're trying to get into, all they have is basically, you know, houses, effectively, and there's but not yeah, enough As houses. you say, like, you start building these medium-density things that creates more spaces, more places for people to go, like the whole Waratah shutting down and they're... Yeah, imposing um, something new. Yeah, and you can't do these medium densing projects unless you've got good transport into the city. Exactly. Like well, at the end the of the day, thing. everyone that's needs to get exactly in, so it right. all links back together. So I can see yeah. why this housing component of this city deal forms part of it all, mm. because yeah. you can't do these bigger projects outside the city unless you've got good access to the city. Yeah, you can't. So you slam. need to fix that problem first before you can then expand and start growing. Yeah, the solution yeah, uh, yeah, outside of Hobart. Great point, because you can, yeah, like if you just slammed in a hundred units in one spot and had access to nothing, so you got a hundred units, terrible, potentially two hundred people extra trying to get through Glenorchy or through yeah, without Rosemary any or wherever it is. Yeah, like I think the Glenorchy Council did a study recently, and the traffic that actually goes from one side of Glenorchy and just travels through Glenorchy each morning is just astronomical, and the percentage yeah. of cars that actually stop at Glenorchy is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I think it was um, that was part of the CBD renewal project. Yeah, yeah, and you, you're exactly right. Is it they just drive straight through? Yeah, so unless the government can fix the transport, then they can't fix the housing. It's all connected together. Well, the other thing too is why that why that little stat is important because when they were looking at you know renewing what available car parks are available, the biggest push was for people to be able to park right outside of Northgate. Mm-hmm. That's the only complaint. And what they looked at, they said, look, we have more than enough adequate carping already. Carping. 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 We have uh, uh, carping. However... John comes up with a new word most shows. It's amazing, yeah. We should have a little dictionary of John's <laughs> new This words. is why Urban Dictionary is amazing. Let's just throw it in there. It exists. So I'm sure there is already something called carping. carping. And I'm it's sure probably it's nothing food. to do with what you've said. Food or fish related. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... But the thing is they discovered they ha- that we... They already had more than an adequate enough car spaces available. It was just that people were expecting they're still going to be able to drive in from the house and park directly outside the shopping centre and then drive away rather See, than turn the corner... And visit a car space. I agree on that. But the thing that probably frustrates me the most about Northgate and that main strip through there is there is a dedicated taxi zone, but then there's another eight taxi cars that take up all the other parks. That was part the of the discussion as well. And that is yep. the bit that, fr- and I think that's what most people aren't worried about having to go find a park. Yeah. Well, that, that was actually part of the discussions as well that was been happening. So yeah. they had representatives Boys, from the different things. Can I just say mm. right now, the two of you are actually carping. Oh yeah. So <laughs> he's already looked up I've this looked, magic word. I've looked it up. And it is carping, verb, to find fault or complain or unreasonably, like be niggling in criticising. You guys are carping. You're welcome. <laughs> this is glorious. <laughs> so, everyone, we're carping. We are not editing this. No, no, no. You are carping. <laughs> I'm just proud. 
<laughs> I'm proud to know that you made up a word and then continued to. There's got to be like a oxymoron kind of thing about yeah. this at the moment. Yeah, bam. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. So Pat, I think Pat's I think carping because he's like, damn it, these guys come up with some rubbish. How well, do we get in the Mercury twice? <laughs> cool. It's a slow news day. <laughs> <laughs> and a fast pod day. It's been yeah, fun. I've yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. No, thank you. Good. Thank you for uh, letting me do the research on this one. And I I may not have touched on everything as well mm. as we could have, but it was a fun, fun little yarn. And yeah. I think I think they've got a great framework to have some better discussions with the public as well now. Yeah. And so they've got some stuff that they can tangibly look at and chew on. I kind of have an idea. Feel like you're going to be adding a bucket load of PDF links to the notes today. Notes will be pretty heavy with uh, links to all this data that you've researched. Are you going to include the versions I've got here on the desk, which are highlighted, or are you just going to provide the original? I actually didn't want to get them out because I knew you'd be upset that I printed them. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, but. I <laughs> It's too difficult. Even though I am a media guru, I didn't don't have enough for screens here to <laughs> yeah, we need minority report and yeah. <laughs> swish things everywhere. But um yeah, cheers for the chat today, boys. Cheers cool. to Jared for popping the article in. Hopefully it boosts our listeners again if you're interested or And we're excited Jared's coming on in a couple of weeks too to have a chat. Yeah, you were yeah. saying that before. Yeah, so I think in two weeks' oh, time. Can we, we, can, we bring, can we bring the photographer as well, Roger? Yeah, well, you can reach yeah. out to us. Oh, you reach out to Roger, yeah, I like to get get all five of us on. That'd be yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, and, and shout out to our podcast friend uh, Lauren for the, yeah. the the shout back for the advice on the ba- the banking transactions. More news mm. is Pat's been working uh, on a website. Ooh, we yeah. have a website. Uh, we have a new website, thepropertypod.com.au. And cool. in there, there's a button that you can he- hit that uh, if you have any questions or queries, if you want to complain, if you want to give us any feedback, bang on that. It would be great to hear from you. Mm. And I guess while we're talking the website, we're actually going to start building it as a bit of a vault of information for everyone. So not only will it just be our podcast, um, we're going to start doing videos. We're going to do a lot of um, articles as well. We'll be able to get a lot more information out there. So if you need to know anything about property or Hobart, perfect place to go. go. And if you do have questions or queries, even if it's about my grandma and what she's been up to. I want to know. Yeah. Hit Mm. us up on the website, thepropertypod.com.au. Uh, the email still exists unless Pat's made a new one. Nope, still the same uh, email. So propertypodau at gmail.com. If you don't go to the website, uh, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. It's been really, really fun getting this far. And to be recognised again by the Mercury is a, uh, is a real treat. Beautiful. All right, guys. That was good. Thank you very much. Thank you. All Bye. The best. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.